This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Reds Report, powered by the best of Barnsley, and we are part of the TalkSport network of fans. Um, as always this evening, there are no sort of lyrical introductions because we have a special guest. Um, first of all, uh, he is the vlogger and blogger from the Tykes blog. Ian is joining us. Ian, how are we doing? Very well, thank you. And we have Steve. <laughs> is, that is that all I get this week? Well, thanks ever so much. Steve, how are you doing? Oh, we're all right until that. <laughs> and um, our special guest this evening, uh, his voice recognisable for years and years of commentary on South Yorkshire Sports on BBC Radio Sheffield, Adam Oxley. Adam, how are you? Years and years. That makes me sound uh, quite old. I'm very well. Thank no, you, Carlo. It's, it's experience, isn't it? That's what it brings. It's, it's the experience. <laughs> um, right. We're going to try and keep it as, as upbeat as we can. Um, Steve? Try and contain yourself as much as we can. First oh, of all, then, it's going to be one of them nights, is it? Go on, then. Um, first of all, FA Cup, um, away at Derby. Um, I've rolled down here on my notes. It was a little bit of a, a demolition by Derby. Um, now, Ian, you went. How much of that was Derby were just better than us, or was it? Um, or was it the injury of Edwards? What? How did? How did you see the match? How would you summarise it? Um, I wouldn't put too much praise on Derby. Because um, I thought for 40 minutes we played really well, or certainly the first 20 minutes, and we should have probably been one if not two up. Controlled the ball, passed, zipped it about their first chance. I think I clocked it at about 23 minutes. Um, we looked solid when Edwards is in that back three. Massive, massive loss that he's out again. And we just, typical of the last couple of games, individual errors were fatal. We, he got injured at the corner. Straight from the corner, the handball, penalty, right in half time, and we were gone. We second half, they were all over the place. It made Derby look quite good, really. Um, and I could tell from Duff on the touchline the way he was kicking a water bottle and throwing his arms around. He weren't happy either. It, they just they went echoes of last season the way they just uh, in that second half. So I wouldn't praise Derby too much. They did a professional job, but we were we were really solid until a couple of minutes of madness. Mm. Steve, that's um, going from a winning run of six matches to two 3 0 
defeats on the trot and the fourth game in which we gave a penalty away. And if you're talking about uphill struggles, penalties are, you know, not ideal. And do we need to be worried, Steve? Because in realistic terms, we're sixth, a game in hand, that could take us to fifth or fourth. Do we need to be worried or should we just be slightly concerned? Uh, I think we need to be slightly concerned, if I were being perfectly honest. Uh, Penalties, they happen. And that one against Derby, you can't argue against it. He got his hands above his head. Whether he was getting pulled from behind or whatever, when you saw it replay, it it, it were obvious. Simple as that. Um, Again, I come back to at beginning of the season, if you said we'd be fourth, fifth, sixth at Christmas, you'd have snapped, snapped their hands off. However, although we are sixth and still look good, actually on the field, we don't. And normally you can carry one or two players if they're having an off day at the minute. They're nearly all having off days. And and for me, there's something uh, something not quite right, to be honest. Adam, you speak to a lot of Barnsley fans. Obviously, you cover Barnsley matches as well. What is the sense that you're getting? Because it, it, it seems to be that when we're on a winning run, you know, people are preparing for Premier League and Europa League football in three or four years' time. But when we lose a match or we lose two on the trot after winning six, it's meltdown, bored out, and, and it's never going to happen and everything. What's the sense that you get from the Barnsley fans? Because if you look at social media, we're doomed. Um, but I want to try and keep it a bit realistic. So what's, what's your view? Um, I, I think Barnsley's not alone. I think uh, we, if you're talking about meltdowns at the minute, then Rotherham are comfortably outdoing Barnsley in the meltdown stakes right now, um, which I, I don't think either team really should be in meltdown, but for, for different reasons. Um, I've not seen the last couple of games. I clearly have listened to bits and uh, been out to see Michael Dorff and a few other bits and pieces, but... Um, without watching the games, I'd be I'd be quite happy where Barnsley are right now. Um, I get that if you've um, you, you've watched those, particularly the last two games, um, I get the penalties. The red card clearly uh, in the game before last doesn't help anything, so it's difficult to judge that one. Then it's a different competition. I, I certainly wouldn't be pressing the panic button if I was a Barnsley fan right now. I think you've been on a, a wonderful run. Um, clearly, you know forward options are light. Max Watters has come in. I'm sure he might get a mention as well. I know he's not fit and up to speed yet, which is a, another issue. And hopefully we'll find a little bit more from Michael Duff tomorrow on that. But I think compared to where Barnsley were in the summer, context is always is always key. Um, this club needed a big turnaround this year. It's had a big turnaround. It's had a disappointing two games. No goals, six conceded out the FA Cup is not the way anybody wanted to start. 2023 but in another two or three games time if Barnsley haven't won then I think yeah I think you'd be legitimate in talking about concerns over where this season might be going particularly if like nobody else has come in in the in the window but right now I'm worried about Barnsley not at all great chance of making the playoffs you know blip but nothing more for me at the minute and you mentioned it there, the, um, the signing of Max Waters from um, Cardiff. Uh, not much fit as yet. And again, as soon as you hear that, don't you? Because it, it gets told in the press conference meltdown. We do need to remind listeners, viewers as well, that, uh, what, six, seven years ago was it, that we brought a certain Adam Hamill back to the club who wasn't much fit. And after two, three weeks, not single-handedly, but had a big part to say in how our season changed. So 
do, do Ian, do we have to have maybe a little bit more faith and, and, and stop judging these signings or these announcements and maybe wait and see what this lad can actually do for us? Yes, but transfer gossip, transfer news, fans are all over it, aren't they? And have an opinion on it. And especially with the club's record with transfer windows over the last couple of years, you can't help fans being sceptical. Um, the lad's stats, I've not seen him play. The lad's stats when he's gone out on loan to, was it League One, League Two, has been pretty good. Struggled at Cardiff. But I think it, I think... The main thing was the terminology that Barnsley put it out that they broke down the door to get him and then you find out he's about three, four weeks away from match fitness does kind of, does get you going a little bit. Um, so well, At least you don't need a visa, that's a good thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, we'll be, be, be June before we get him out. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, give the lad a chance. And also we've got to be careful not to put too much hope on him either, if he is the only striker that comes in, because you know what will happen. But also, I mean, we might touch on this. Yes, we are light up front, but we struggled on at Derby with anything in midfield to feed the strikers. They fed on scraps on Sunday. So it's not just, the, yes, we do need bodies in their quality. And I hope Adam Phillips comes back on Saturday because he, he can he can do it. But we had nobody who could uh, pass a ball to Norwood or Cole on, um, on Sunday. That was worrying. Mm. And Steve, given the injury of Edwards, which by all sounds of it, unconfirmed, it was a newspaper report from Stoke that it looks like he'll probably be out for a couple of months. Does that change any of the options in, 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 in this window? Do you say, well, maybe we need to now, instead of another striker, we need to get some cover for the back? Or would you say uh, that not, was needed not, anyway? Not, not in, 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 instead of another striker. We still need another striker. But I think it now, I think it's plain to see that if Edwards is out for two months or three months, we need another decent centre-half. And that now, mm. from having a riches of centre-halves, it proves now that we are very light. Um, Kundi, again, didn't cover himself in any glory uh, on Sunday. Uh, and you look at all there is to come in behind him. And, you know, we, we talked about being concerned at the start of the show. I'd be very concerned. Because if anything happens to Anderson or Kitchen now, Wow, it don't bear thinking about, really, does it? Well, and that is the, the thing, because this is Barnsley FC, and the model is that we bring players, we develop them, and then, if possible, sell them on for a profit. And we did our report cards a couple of weeks ago, and Mads Anderson, for us, was so far the player of that first, you know, four, four months or so. If a decent bit comes in, um, potentially, you could lose the captain and, and one of the better performers, but in that position as well. And Adam, it's strange though, isn't it? Because from New Year's Eve onwards, Barnsley fans were saying, oh, it's going to be the last day of the season, the last day of the transfer period. And then within two days, we signed somebody. Okay, he's a couple of weeks away from much fitness, but even that's not good enough. Is it? Is it? Um, are, are the Barnsley fans being maybe a little bit hard? Or is it, as Ian says, we go on past experience and therefore, you know, they said, judges by our actions and bringing a striker that might not be much fit is maybe just the ammunition that Barnsley fans need? I suspect it is the ammunition and I think it's absolutely fair for Barnsley fans to go into a transfer window with concerns and fears because of what we've seen over the past few years, either in players not coming in or big players leaving. You know, it's not quite been the, the fire sale of the Paul Heckingbottom team that was just 
ripped up from the great promise that that, that showed. But there always had seemed to be one or two big names that, that left. And when you lose the quality of striker that the club lost last summer, and admittedly Norwood's done okay, and Cole's been great, I think, this year. I think he's surpassed a lot of expectations I'd have him behind uh, Anderson in terms of my list of, of players this year, just because of expectation levels. Um, I think with with Waters, that he might be only a couple of weeks away. I mean, and if you look at his pedigree, the fact he's gone for a million pounds, the, the fact that Michael Duff and the club have been pretty open about saying that the finances aren't there this year, there's a black hole from last year, that there's not much money around. Um, he seems to be, let's bracket him as as good a type of signing as as Barnsley could have expected. It might not have, have reached the heights and the, the excitement of maybe some of the names that people want, but that, that was pretty pretty good for me and still he'd be a good option yes do they need another defender yes they need another striker yes before the end of the month because you can't turn down an opportunity to have a crack at the playoffs and I for one didn't think that Barnsley would quite be good enough to do playoffs this year as the year is turning out there is a chance there and I think like kind of Steve says there's right concerns there that with a couple of injuries it might not have enough. So a couple of additions this month and Barnsley might have that opportunity of getting straight back up. And we've seen with big, bigger clubs, you know, let's not get into that debate tonight, but, you know, there's been some very sizable clubs that have spent one, two, three, four, five, six seasons in League One and not got back. So that that can be my reading of that. But yeah, I, I can understand the, the concern based on previous, but yeah. We'll judge in a few weeks, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose it's the eleventh of January, isn't it? We're not we're not yeah. at the end yet. If this was it, maybe then you know <laughs> they will fire that ammunition. And just quickly back to the derby match. Matt Sanderson uh, obviously sat out because of the because of the red card. Uh, Liam Kitchen made captain. Uh, Steve, I'll come to you first. Um, is is he a leader, or should I say, have we got besides Matt Sanderson any leaders in the team? Because when you look at that team, a lot of the players have sort of come in, back out, you know, back in from low, uh, being loaned out last season, first season with Barnsley. Do you see any leaders on the pitch? For me, I think I've said it before. Uh, I don't know if guys will agree with me, but when you when you watch us playing, and yeah, we have gone six unbeaten, but last four or five games, let's face it, have been pretty poor performances. Uh, and we've been lucky in the respect that we've picked points up from them. But when you look at the players on the pitch, um, the only one for me that seems to want to sort of be gobby and, and telling people what to do uh, is Connell. Um, I think he, he, he's been leading by example this last couple of games. Yeah, he's fiery. Yeah, you know, he's a, he's a sending off waiting to happen. But... He seems to he seems to command his own area and his own playing and his own playing style. Um, I personally would have would have, I know he's he's new to the team, but I would have thought he'd have been a better bet than uh, than Kitchen to be honest. What what about you, Ian? It, I mean, we've talked about Connell a lot, haven't we? We we did the report card, and it was the spine that were the three outstanding mm. players so far. Um, it was Anderson, it was Connell, and it was Cole. Um, for the future, yeah, could you see him as, as, as captain material, or what did you think as as, as Kitchen as as the sort of vice captain at the moment? 
I think we've got to be careful with Connor. I mean, he's had a great season. He's 21, so we don't want to put too much on those young shoulders, but he, he has been a, a revelation, really. Um, Kitchen, I want to put him... I want to put him at... I think there's only really Anderson and Connell who are leaders on that, or up here, vocal leaders on that pitch. You need somebody to, you know, the old traditional sort of captain, you know, fist, clench fist, get the team going. They're the two likely ones. And I kind of, I think I tweeted at some point through the game or after the game, I said, we looked leaderless in that second half against Derby. And I know it's, it was mainly that game, but I just think we didn't have Anderson there. And I don't want to slag Kitchen off too much because I think he's had a good season. But if you're asking me, is he captain material? I wouldn't say so at this point in his career, no. And because of the FA Cup and Sheffield Wednesday um, getting a victory over Newcastle, that does mean, um, you know, this month is a little bit easier because in that week, if you remember, we play Exeter on the Tuesday, I believe, and then Sunday we'd have the South Yorkshire Derby, so that game is not there. Um, The first match, though, is is Charlton. That's not going to be easy either, is it? I'll take you first, Ian, and then we'll go to we'll go to Adam. Because no, no, I think uh, Dean Holden's started turning them around already. Uh, I know the, the, from what I saw of the game at United uh, in the Carabao Cup last night, they, they played well. Um, they've won the last two league games. Um, it, they've had a little bit of a new manager bounce. It's never an easy place to go to. Um, I know obviously like the mid table, but. Um, They've had a bit of a shocking season, really, hence why they sat the manager. I think it's going to be a tough game. Um, but it'd just be t- typical of Barnsley and Duff to go there and get a 1-0 victory. But that's what they need. They need to really just scrape something to get back on a run again. Uh, but it's not going to be easy. Because it wasn't easy at Oakwell, even though we won 3-1. They were very good on the break. Um, a lot of pace and a lot of width. And it wasn't a 3-1 game, I didn't feel. And, and, and the second half season will be really interesting, won't it, Adam? Because the clubs that are contending it or really, you know, playing that part at this moment, they still all have to come to Oakwell. We've still got Sheffield Wednesday to welcome. Uh, we've still got Plymouth to come. We've still got Ipswich to come. Uh, Portsmouth is both home anyway, I believe, isn't it? Because the, the, the first mm. one was, was, was cancelled. So, um, realistically, and, and not as an outsider, but obviously we're, you know, through and through Barsley. From, from your point of view, Barnsley's chances of getting in the playoffs, how how are they related to this transfer window? If if they don't do any more business, does that really diminish some of those chances? Or do you feel that, you know, actually um they, they will need to they, they will need to add to the squad to have a chance to, you know, consolidate where they are now? Well, first things first, I'm looking forward to the uh, the welcome that, that Sheffield Wednesday get. That will uh, I'm sure be uh, warm and friendly and uh, particularly cordial. As always. Um, as always, um, we were all friends in this part of the world, aren't we? Of course. Um, absolutely. It's big enough to get them all in, that's all. <laughs> well, thousands coming. Thousands over them. Thousands, thousands over the hill. Um, I, I would have concerns about Barnsley's hopes of making it into the top six if the squad wasn't added to. I think with a couple of injuries like we've seen, to key players, you know, Adam Phillips was on a great run. Um, he's picked up a bit of a knock. I don't think there's any surprise that that's coincided with with this because he's just on such a wonderful scoring run and it does need people like Phillips to step up and score because even though Devante Cole's having a good year, you know, none of the, none of the strikers are, are entirely prolific. And while Cole might go on and get, I don't know, 15, pushing 20, Norwood might get 10, that's not... 
not the kind of numbers that just them two alone is going to get Barnsley into the top six. Um, I still th- I do think Barnsley got a good shout um, this year. Um, yeah, charting away, you'd probably take a point right now. I think for all the reasons that you guys have said about um, their form and what they've done and that little bounce that they've got, they're a the big team anyway. Let's be honest, they're one of those teams that we kind of referenced a little while ago that form a Premier League team that have found themselves out of those top two tiers for a, a while now. So they're one of those. I'd look at the games after that as more winnable. So if, if Barnsley can get, I don't know, five points, seven points out of the next three as a whole, then that kind of steadies things a little bit while a couple of people come in. And let's be honest, as long as Barnsley are in touching distance of those playoffs going into the latter stages of the season, I, you know, if you go back to the start of the year and what could have been expected this year, people would have taken that. So, yeah, it'd be, it'd be wonderful if Barnsley could get on another winning run, get back up to third, fourth, get a little bit of a gap to seventh and eighth. But I think as long as Barnsley are in contention after the horror show of last year, then that could still be deemed to be progress. Mm. Um, Ian, for me, there's no doubt the best signing Barnsley have made has been Michael Duff, obviously, uh, in the summer. Some of the players that were um, on the fringes of maybe leaving or just not performing are uh, look at the, the Vanti call. And I think that the man management style, his style of managing and getting the best out of the team is, is probably second to none. And it's been a while since we've seen that. Oakwell. you probably have to go back to probably Valerian Esmel or, or, or uh, maybe Daniel Stendhal. Are there still players playing there or thereabouts that you think it's not worked for them um on, on when i looked at social media especially after the match um lots and lots of people talking about um josh martin uh, you know the uh, doncaster game the game in the in the, the, the it was the pizza cup wasn't it uh, absolutely fantastic and sure what he what he could do it just feels that when he comes on mainly as a substitute now it it, it feels like I don't know, like the, the brakes are on. Is his head in the right place? Is, is is he one of them that you want to see more of? Or do you say, actually, I've seen enough and we could probably save some wages if, if we could send him back? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? You reds? Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Yeah, I think firstly, yeah, Duff has been the signing of the summer, but also Martin Devaney and Martin Patterson, the three of them have done a great job. I think they all deserve plaudits. I know Steve, and I've agreed with Steve, the last couple of weeks has been saying Josh Martin offers absolutely nothing. And I was fizzing a little bit on Sunday at his poor attitude when he come on. I'll give people like Herbie Kane a credit. He he did keep trying till the 90th minute and he was 
trying and he was putting sweat on that shirt. Martin come off. And I, and I get it. He come on. And I don't know whether we were, I can't remember if we were 1-0 down or 2-0 down. The weather wasn't great. It, it wasn't a great time to come on the pitch. But his body language was just, he just didn't want to get mud on his boots. He didn't want to know 50-50s. And I just thought, he's keeping a place on the bench for somebody else. It's not working. Go back to Norwich. He's had one game at Doncaster where he, he looked great. But ever since, he's been absolutely woeful. And I personally, I'd send him back and get somebody in who can add value to this squad. Mm. Couple of under 23s gone out on loan today. Will Lancaster's gone. Um, Aykroyd's gone um, again as well. And I take it, um, Steve, you agree with what um, Ian says. Uh, central midfielder on the shopping list for you then as well in January? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, Herbie Kane. I'll be honest, I was one of his strongest critics at the beginning of the season. I thought he weren't worth I thought he weren't worth a shirt at all. But he, he's he's proven me wrong, which is fantastic. Um he's putting some fight in, he put some fight in on, on Sunday. Uh wasn't getting much joy. Uh like you said, Martin came on, Martin went off, non event, get shut. Um Benson, you know, Benson's going through that period again where He's not. He's not firing. He's, he he doesn't look comfortable, um, and I think it nail on Ed. We, we we're always shouting for strikers. We've done it for the last two or three seasons, but I always come back to your strikers are only as good as the service that they're getting from midfield, and at the minute, well, I'm saying at the minute, we've had this problem for quite a number of years where we are not feeding the strikers with the balls they need. We had this. This is a similar conversation to what we had with Woodrow and Morris at times when they were looking poor and Woodrow were looking poor, and we were, everybody was slagging Woodrow off because he were here, there, and everywhere, left wing, right wing, trying to pick ball up. But it always boils down to the fact that we're lacking in midfield for that, and I say it every week that quality, that quality ball, and that's what we need. Yeah. Um. I know this will go out later on. Just team Man City 2-0 down at Southampton in the EFL quarter-final. Um, who knows, there might be a, a decent Southampton player willing to come to Oakwell. Right, um, just really quickly. Um, we talked about the meltdown offence and everything. Um, I've trolled the fan groups. I've trolled Twitter. Some of the headlines. I just want your your reaction and we'll go in order. So the first one, um, I, 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 this was horrible. This was on a Facebook group where somebody put, we need to get rid of Matty Wolf." I responded by saying it's a young lad who's just come back from injury. And to me, young lads need to be surrounded by players that can help and mentor and blah, 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 blah. I think we have worse problems than Matty Wolf. I think the, you know, the aforementioned players, because Matty Wolf, maybe at skill level or whatever, is maybe not there yet, but Matty Wolf will run through walls for that badge on his, on his, on his shirt. Your thoughts, Ian? Um, yeah, he had a stinker on Sunday, but does that mean get rid of him? No. I think um, I see enough in him to think he, wore, he, he deserves to be in the squad. Um, we've probably got better options ahead of him, but do we kick him out because he's a young lad and he has up and down performances? No. There's, there's other players who can go before him. I think that was a bit harsh, really, that comment. Steve? Well, it's still before Watershed, so I'll, uh, I'll keep it clean because I know you'll give me that look if I don't. 
<laughs> you know what? I think I think some some people some people would rather slag a player off than than try and support a player and support a team. Uh, Wolf was having a really good season, a bit of an injury out for a couple of weeks, and he's come back. Yeah, it um, wasn't brilliant on Sunday. But we've seen what he can do and we've seen that he's going to be a good player and he just needs a bit more development. And like you said, it's a young lad. People that come out with comments like that, you know what, either put a bit of meat on bone or unplug keyboard, put it in bed, don't bother. Um, the next one is, is for you, Adam, uh, where somebody tagged one of the new board members and say, F off out of our club. Now, I get people of opinions, but I think tagging players or people that are the board of this football club. Um, and I don't know. I think there's a line you can cross. I think people are entitled to more when you pay for your season ticket or you pay for a ticket. Or, I think everybody's entitled to more. But tagging players or, or people that are on the board, I think, to me, is always a little bit of a step too far. Now, you, you've spoken to probably, I presume, to Khaled and other members. What's, what's your opinion? We, we, we had this sort of uh, reshuffle during the summer that needed to happen. We know the the legacy that that Mr. Conway left us with, with players from Belgium, visa problems, non-performers, and everything else. That's now by the by. John Crime's come come back on the board. What, what, what's your impression? Because it 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 seemed a really really positive mood, and the first time something goes wrong, people are calling for these people to leave the club. But it's a bit unhealthy, isn't it? Um, what Steve said. <laughs> I mean, yeah, get in there. I mean, solidarity. That's just, I, I, I genuinely, um, I, I can't, I class myself as a, as a football supporter that, that tries to add context and perspective when I'm doing it. And I think that's, that's the commentator that's helped with that over the years that you do go and you try to have that more objective eye. Cause when you are a supporter, you do get lost in it. And I do get why people get frustrated and angry and everything else, but Let's again, the people that all the fans last year were apathetic and angry about and wanted out the club have, have moved on. New people come in that clearly care about the club to as much of a degree as you can and have brought in, as discussed, a, a trio of, of people who are leading the team that are doing really well. The bigger concern for me is about keeping Michael Duff at the club beyond next summer, potentially, because we've seen what happens before. And um, the club have been quite honest in terms of the financial black hole they've got and whatever else that they can't do. I don't get... So team loses one or two games and suddenly the manager needs to go and the, the board needs to resign and this... But I mean, just, just separate a couple of poor games from the club's in a nightmare and everybody needs to go. Look, back end of last season... Did changes need to happen at boardroom level? Yes. It was horrible last year. Did a couple of these shows with you guys and it was soul-destroying at times <laughs> because you've gone from the, the highs of the year before and the, the, the enthusiasm and excitement and everything else to just a, a nightmare of a season where it went beyond anger to apathy and that's the worst possible thing you can have. Apathy. The minute there's a bit of anger around, okay, uh, yeah, justified or unjustified, so be it. To me, unjustified, totally. But you don't want that apathy. And that's what that's what the club had last year. And there's somebody that's been, you know, actively covering Barnsley now since 2008. And a little anecdote from that Matty Wolf interview I did 
last week where he couldn't even remember the Brian Howard and Keodi Odejayi <laughs> FA Cup run, um, which made, made me feel a little sick, if I'm honest, <laughs> as a 22-year, you know, Matty Wolf at 22 compared to me now in my late 30s. Um, get off Matty Wolf's bike, get off the board's bike, and let's see where the next few weeks takes the club. And I want to finish with the last thing I've read on social media. And that's when, you know, when you read sometimes, and I want to just private message somebody and saying, you're best off just closing your account and maybe just start <laughs> again. Because they, they put in, uh, in, a, in, a, in a fan group, what do Jordan Williams and Deventi Cole bring to the team? And, and I was going to respond, but I thought, no, just take a breather. Have five. And if after five minutes you feel the need to respond, then you respond. So I took five minutes. And then about 60 Barnsley fans. I mean, I don't know if this poor bloke's still alive. We'll put it. But <laughs> what, this is this is one of the problems over social media, isn't it? Because everybody can have an opinion. But when you start querying the top scorer of our team and Jordan Williams, who made a real difference when he came back in, especially in that six six match one. I mean, what possesses people, Ian? You, what, 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 how do I respond? I haven't responded yet because well, one of your three lads can give me some wise insight. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> um, they clearly have not been watching the matches, if, if I'm honest, because we've said on this show before, and, and I, I said it at the start of the season, I, I, I feared for Cole this season. I didn't think he was the man, but he's turned it around. He's not prolific. He's not scoring every week, but um, he's, he's, he's dribbling and he's out, his all-round play has improved and he's getting the goals. And he's a confidence player. And when he's confident, he looks a different player. Williams, we saw it as soon as he came back from injury and we went 3-5-2, him bombing up and down. He's created a number of assists already. So it's ridiculous. That person can't be watching matches if they've rolled that. Either that or they're doing it for a laugh and wind, trying to wind you up, Carlo. <laughs> Um Steve, for you, um, the last one for the evening. Victor Adebayejo. Yeah, uh, what about people calling for his head? He was never good enough, was he? And he, and he goes to Bert, he scored 13 goals so far. Now, if social media is to be believed, there are some clubs, even a championship club in South Yorkshire, uh, potentially looking at him. That being Rotherham, it's only what I read. Probably not true. And do we sometimes are we sometimes um, maybe too quick? Because we, we, you know, we've had we've had to, he left on a free, I believe, because he was out of contract. He wasn't offered a, a new contract. Thirteen goals. What would you give for a thirteen goal striker to play alongside Devante Cole now? Is hindsight uh, a beautiful I'd, thing? I'd let him have our last for a thirteen goal striker at minute. Um, <laughs> not be murdered. You know what? <laughs> when next she's downstairs, she can't hear me. When all right. When he when he left, I think we'd all we'd all basically decided that he'd ha he'd had his run. Uh, he tried his best. He'd had a loan. He'd come back, and it just wasn't happening for him. And you get sometimes players like that that it doesn't work at one club, but then they move on to another club. Uh, look at Ivan Tony, you know, prime example there for that lad. Um, you come back to that, don't you? Does he get a bit more service at Burton from their midfield than he did from us? Who knows? All you can hope for is that he signs for Wigan uh, and they go down. And then that'll be our fault as well, won't it? Because he'll be uh, agent, added by age, will be what it'll be. <laughs> um, right, before we go, I need a score prediction, please, um, for uh, Charlton away. 
at the weekend. Steve, surprise us, like you normally do. Anderson, well, Anderson, should, <laughs> Anderson should be back. So. Um, Charlton away. Do you know what? I, I just, I just fear for the next couple of games because of, and I know Anderson will be back. Um, I just, I just don't think we look very solid at back at the minute. And I, I'd like, I'd like Cundy to prove me wrong, but for some reason, I just don't think he will. I'm going to go for. Uh, I don't want to say Charlton's going to win, so I'm going to go nil nil. Okay, I'll go for one one. Mads Anderson equaliser. No, you can't have Mads Anderson. I have Mads Anderson when he's scoring. You have the goal. Ian, your thoughts? Uh, optimist, I would say Phillips comes back, Anderson comes back, um, and we sneak a 2-1, but I think realistically I'll probably go 1-1 because I think we're going to miss Edwards. Um, so I'll go 1-1. Um, Cole's due a goal. I'll give it Cole. Where are you at the weekend, Adam? Which uh, what are you covering? Where am I? I'm at the home of anti-football this weekend, which is Wickham. Wickham. They're doing a good run, aren't they? They're doing a very good run, aren't they? At the minute. Well, he, he keeps he keeps it's getting results, doesn't he? Old Ainsworth. But yeah, I'm with yeah. with Wednesday yeah. at Wickham this weekend. So uh, I know that me and Rob had a chat when this fixture came up, and he went to Wickham a couple of times last season, and basically saw two of the most dire representations of the beautiful game that, that we've ever had. So wasn't particularly keen on going. So I was like, no, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go to Adam's Park. I am Adam after all. You know, it'll it'll all work out. Um in terms of Barnsley though, I think kind of my my heart wants to go with a with a, a kind of solid draw. My head with what's happening with Dean Holden and Charlton in the last couple of games suggests that Charlton might nick it. Um I'll, I'll go with the one-all, like you guys have said. But, I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Barnsley lost. I think, for me, the key is the performance. And after the last couple of games, you know, concerns that you guys have rightly raised about certain players and attitudes and this, that and the other and a few players missing. If people come back and Barnsley put in a good showing, get a goal or two, but it doesn't necessarily come out way, you, you can you can live with that because Barnsley are in a decent position. What you don't want is a, is a defeat and more questions about defending, you know, another game without scoring and coming away with more questions. So I think if Barnsley can go and give a good account of themselves in all areas of the pitch, irrespective of result, it's still in a decent spot. Yeah, definitely. Uh, lads, thank you very much. So Barnsley are away at Charlton. And I know we've lost two on the trot, but you know what? They need the fans. They need us behind them to turn that around yet again. Adam Oxley, thank you very much. And safe, safe journey. On uh, on Saturday, and looking forward get... to it. Thank you. And uh, yeah, hope you see a nice home win there. And uh, <laughs> Ian, <laughs> Ian, as always, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Steve, you safe travels as well. You're off to Wales. Where am I going? I thought you were to Wales. You told me you could. Oh come yeah, out tomorrow. Today. Yeah, not today. Yeah, oh, yeah, right, yeah. Right. Uh, you've been listening to the Red Report, powered by the Best of Barnsley and part of the Talksport Network of Fans. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McDonald's share boxes ready to go. Ian's already got booked for double dipping. And Steve has stolen the last nugget. You're snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? You reds? 
at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com the talk sport fan network the ultimate on-demand destination for the uk's best fan-led football podcasts want barnstorming barnsley insight analysis and opinion follow the reds report podcast on the talk sport fan network unbeatable club dedicated content created by the fans for the fans search talk sport fan network